So what's the future for artificial intelligence technologies use to improve overall data security in healthcare and other sectors? I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with artificial intelligence expert Naveen Budraja, Senior VP and Head of Architecture and Technology at IT services firm Infosys. Naveen will be describing the trends and challenges that he sees with the use of AI in security. So Naveen, for starters, please describe for our listeners the predominant ways that AI is being used to improve cybersecurity right now. The wonderful thing about AI that I have got to learn and what the industry is also recognizing is, is really how, how general purpose and um, widely applicable is turning out to be. And that kind of the reason, one of the reasons I think why kind of researchers continue to take this inspiration from the brain, how the brain might work. So how this relatively kind of simple architecture of the brain, but can do these very mind-boggling set of different tasks, recognize picture of a cat or drive a car, understanding language, speech, and so on, which is kind of very uh, different from how traditional programming used to work. Exactly, right? So you, you write a program for a single task and you want to do something different, guess what? You have to write something very different. So I think this is kind of the great benefit that we are seeing from AI. And this applies to security as well, uh, be it in healthcare or anywhere else. The fact that I can actually leverage this very broadly applicable technology, what has already been done to some extent, and we can discuss that if that's interested, as well as some of the new things around unsupervised learning, around explainable AI that can be leveraged. So I think yeah, in, in short, really, it's the kind of technology that is great for solving a very wide class of problems, and specifically security and privacy, which are, as you as you highlighted, is very important for our healthcare. So Naveen, as you said, AI is a pretty broad set of technologies. When we associate the use of AI in security, what particular kinds of AI are we generally talking about these days? So if you think about it, right, I think so the challenge of our times in some sense, uh, I would argue, is this really highly complex nature of the IT organizations and IT systems. That's somewhat become the new normal in some sense. And that's not something that we are kind of forced into. It's just that the nature of how systems are going to be built now. So I was just kind of quickly looking at there are some 100 plus startups that are actively in the field of healthcare. So what does that mean is that security is no longer about a certain set of well-understood best practices that you can learn from and then use it within your organization. It's more that you have to now essentially design your own architecture, which is very unique to you simply because the sets of applications that a particular organization, be it a payer or provider or a life sciences company might be using may be very different from what a peer of yours uses just because that is the right thing for you to do. In short, results in you having to build a security architecture that's somewhat unique to you. And so that's part one. The second part is that the thing about Security that makes it really, really hard is that there are a lot of people very interested in actually making sure that they can break into the the stats that I hear is that the value of information around healthcare, patient information or whatever on the dark web is 20x what the information value might be for, let's say, my credit card as an example. So just the nature of that, how rapidly new things appear, 
how large and complex your systems are becoming, it's just making this security problem very, very hard. And that is exactly what AI actually tries to tackle. So the thing about AI is this ability to actually just look at vast amount of data, right, be it structured, be it unstructured. And especially in healthcare, unstructured data is actually probably more common than structured data. So how do you look at this somewhat very large amounts of data, not necessarily knowing what you are looking for, but still try to actually find interesting patterns in there? right, patterns around who's accessing what, is their behavior uh, expected or anomalous, and so on. So I think the traditional ways of doing security, like where you have an antivirus system or a particular way your firewall might be configured because those are the best practices, are no longer applicable in this complex IT environment, and that's exactly the kinds of challenges AI is really, really good at, uh, turning out to be really good at addressing. So do you see AI being used to detect breaches or is it being used to perhaps improve identity and access management or all the above and more? So I think it's probably all the above. So I think what I see happening, just to kind of give you some examples of where I already see AI being applied, especially in the in the security domain, right, in healthcare as well as outside healthcare. And one thing to kind of see about security, which I'm sure you're familiar with, but actually it becomes very, very hard to enforce in this complex IT environment that I keep going back to, is that a lot of these breaches, as you might call them, uh, beat around security, beat around privacy, is actually coming from inside the company, from your own employees. Some of them may be unintentional, where people actually look at data that they are not supposed to look at. It just they happen to run into it because the, the governance is not correct, but also people who might deliberately be doing these things. So keeping that in mind, I think there are techniques around you detect anomalous behavior, be it incoming traffic, be it behavior of employees, be it other user behavior around analytics and so on. So that's one kind of problem. How do you detect anomalous behavior? The other thing is essentially what we like to think about AI is not just about replacing something that a person might be doing. I think that's kind of a very limited view of AI. I think a broader leverage of AI is going to be how it assists actually experts, make them more productive, let them solve more complex problems. So there also I think AI leverages by actually just looking at this large volume of potential issues, correlating them, classifying them so that an expert can actually look at and make more intelligent decisions. Another area is that, as you are aware, that one of the things that's happening with all these proliferation of medical devices that are sitting on people, the wearables that they have in hand, how do you actually now handle security issues, privacy issues around the data now that's fragmented and spread all over the place? So specifically how security needs to work on these small, low-powered devices. That's another area that's going on. And related to the employee internal security that I talked about, a lot of them essentially happen because the employee passwords or whatever else get compromised through usual techniques that you know about around malware, around phishing. But again, the point about AI here is that it's no longer about preventing known malware or known phishing attacks. How can you actually even prevent attacks that you've never seen before in some sense? So there's work going on in that area, just around the, just the traditional areas around malware and phishing, but using AI techniques. And last but not the least, I think, which is not necessarily specific to AI, that the typical techniques around how you ensure data privacy, where you give access to a certain set of people, become very hard to do if your data is moving all the time. Let's say you're 
information is now not just sitting in your systems of record, but is sitting in some medical device somewhere else or is being given to some other partner so that they can actually provide you some a new set of services. So how do you make sure that your data travels around, but still there is control from the end user in some sense from a privacy standpoint? So these are all, I think, slightly different use cases where all of them actually are benefiting from, uh, again, this very broad applicability of AI that I mentioned earlier. Naveen, what sorts of skills are needed by security professionals that are using AI technology? And being that there are overall shortages of cybersecurity expertise across all sectors, what are the skill challenges that you see related to cybersecurity professionals who understand how to work with AI? That's an interesting question. So there's actually a glass half full and a, and a glass empty kind of answer here. And what I mean by that is the fact that AI techniques are so new, there is possibly a short impact on having the right skills available. But the future that we see happening in some sense is that, again, coming back from the comment I made in the beginning, the broad applicability of AI and the underlying set of techniques being actually relatively small, and that's really where the power comes from. So once you are able to actually get a handle on that, and it's a combination of education, but it's also a combination of the current set of AI tools in some sense, uh, the, uh, some, something that an end user would use to actually use some of these underlying AI algorithms around deep learning, around some of these things, becoming a lot more accessible to people who are not necessarily deep experts in the underlying technology. So I think that's some of the things that we see happening. But I think there is an assumption that we have to make is that the analogy I, I like to point out to, if you're familiar with, is what happened in this so-called DevOps transformation. There used to be a time when you would have uh, at least these three groups of people. You would have the developers who would write the code. You would have the QA engineers who would do the testing. And then you would have the operational folks who would run the code. And that worked really well for several decades. And that thing is going to a big change, as you might imagine, with this whole DevOps thing because of the agile nature of development that needs to happen. It's just, and the complexity of this, that you cannot have these boundaries. So I expect the same thing to happen. Like if you, you need to have a primary skill in some sense, the so-called T-shaped individuals that we sometimes talk about. You need to have the right depth, but I think the organizationally how these teams would work would, would be very in some sense that you have to kind of work across boundaries. So you would need to understand, because I think of this is more of a product architecture kind of role now and just because of the large number of systems the complexity of these and the fact that it's not about just applying best practices anymore you have to find your own wisdom in some sense what works best for you and then architect around that which requires a range of skills that as i said are happening in development around devops a similar thing is likely to happen with security professionals We've been talking about how AI can be used to improve security. On the flip side, are there any sorts of special challenges that AI technology presents in terms of protecting AI-based applications that have nothing to do with security per se, but that offer other capabilities, such as the sorts of AI-based applications that might be used in life sciences and the pharmaceutical industry or for business analytics in other industries? Are there any sorts of challenges that AI-based applications present in terms of securing those applications? 
No, I think that's a, that's a great question. So one of the challenges that AI presents, maybe two challenges that actually, as I said, is given the, the general nature of the technology applies across several areas, but maybe a lot more relevant in regulated industries like healthcare, maybe a lot more relevant in areas like security and privacy where sometimes the right amount of information is not easily available. So what I mean by that is that most common ways that these AI algorithms work is, is this notion of having a training set, right, as you might be familiar with. And the more common algorithms today are based on this notion of supervised learning, which means that I need to have lots of data, but I also need that data to be labeled, right? So the common example we hear is that is this picture of a cat or a dog that so somebody needs to tell the machine first and then give, give you lots of examples like that. Right. While that might work in a setting where you need to recognize pictures, even if we have all the data and we have all the people, that's a very hard problem because you don't have enough experts who can tell you that this particular transaction seems like there was a security breach or a privacy breach. Only experts can do that. So even if we can find all the data, we just don't have enough experts who can label the data. So that's one big challenge, right? How do you find enough data that is properly labeled? So some of the new research that is going on around is how do you actually do unsupervised learning, which kind of tries to address this exact same problem. There's some very exciting new work going on there. The second thing is actually even more important in my mind, as I said, especially in industries like regulation is there, things like healthcare, there's things like utilities where regulation is important, banking as an example. Is this notion of the machine able to explain what it's doing or why it gave you a certain answer that this so-called explainable AI is sometimes referred to. So this used to be possible when the AI techniques were somewhat, somewhat simpler in some sense. The traditional machine learning around statistical machine learning. But the moment deep learning comes into the picture, there are like, it's not uncommon for these things to have these so-called billions of parameters. And it's impossible to explain why the machine is giving you a particular answer. Why is it saying that I feel there is a security breach or a privacy breach? Because I think, again, based on regulation, you not just have to report that there is a possible breach, you probably have to explain why it happened. And the machine is unable to tell you that because that's how some of these current technologies work. So again, there is some, again, new work going on here which tries to look at exactly these things. Same thing applies, so you mentioned an example around other areas like drug discovery. Same thing. Uh, so there are companies, there's a very interesting startup based, I think, in Toronto who actually is looking at how do they use AI to actually find uh, new drugs for some of the genetic-related problems that people have. And again, same thing applies. It's very hard to say, okay, this drug works unless you can actually explain why it does that. So there is a real need in these industries where there is things like regulation, where this thing like you have to actually actually give it to people to actually be part of the trial without having any information about why you are suggesting what you are suggesting. Thanks, Naveen. I've been speaking to Naveen Budaraja of Infosys. I'm Marianne Kolbasak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.